What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we always say, we just come here to talk about life, to inspire, to motivate, to just be everyday human being people, you know? Um, So let's just jump right into it. Um, Let's just switch it up a bit this week, Derek. Um, How, um, what topics would you like to discuss this week? Um, uh, what's one of the topics? I have a couple myself we can get into, but um, love for you to to bring up a topic or so that you want us to discuss if if you have any. Um, we can honestly start from uh, what we were talking about before we started with the community. Okay, that, that's great, man. That's great. That, that's good that you said that because yeah. it could have been lost. Yeah, I don't want to lose. I don't want to okay. lose that feeling, man. I don't want to lose it. So okay, so you um, can, I guess you can start it off since like. Um, I don't know. I just feel like community. Well, I guess I'll start. I feel like I feel like a lot of times we try to do things alone or we try to feel like we have to figure out everything, if that makes sense. When we're all like it's like how the Bible says it's like we're one part of a whole body. So it's like I can do this. But with you, we can do this together of like, you know, what I'm saying so I feel like a lot of people try to, you know, come up with or try to do everything by themselves instead of focusing or trying to find someone or rely on somebody that can also help them out on their journey of, of what they're going through as well. So I feel like I feel like we can kind of get into that, how to explain how important community is and how it's important to not try to do everything by yourself or try to be consumed by your own pride that you feel like you can't welcome in help, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, man, as I was I was saying earlier. Whoa! Oh yeah. <laughs> so as I was saying earlier, that was a that was a B. Didn't want that to get in here. Right. But as I was saying earlier about the community, man, I think that um, as I was talking to you about the podcast and us uploading it and how we do it, um, yeah, we're talking about how we do the podcast because that's just who we are. We talk about real stuff. So. Um, I was saying that we were we, we were both checking the views and checking it checking out to see how many people has done it, which we pretty much do uh, daily. But we've noticed that it's been like a drop in views. And I told you I talked to my wife, and I was like, you know, what is it? You know, it's it's like the views on the podcast are dropping. It's like when people said that they were extremely busy, they would check it out. We had low views, but now people got all the time in the world to listen. And the views and the listens are even lower. And it's like, and I was saying like, man, why, you know, why is that the case? You know, you don't want to, we don't want to record a podcast that's a lot less time because we actually take time out of our day to do it and to take it seriously. So we don't want to record a short podcast and to waste our time. But then again, we're like, we always tell people to leave reviews and comments to actually put in, implement what they what they think should happen but since we don't have any feedback we don't know how to go about it so we just keep doing what we think is best and i was uh, telling you that um we shouldn't have to learn we shouldn't have to learn to do everything as people because we're supposed to be limited in what we do because what happens is if we learn to do everything we're stretching ourselves to be too thin if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so we're stretching ourselves to be too thin and God then created us to to know everything. He created us to know a lot, but he created us to know a lot 
together. Mm -hmm. So things that we were supposed to know and things that we weren't supposed to know, we were supposed to connect to those that knew what we didn't know and vice versa. And that's where community comes in. So like we were talking about editing um, to get someone to get on the team to edit, because right now the team just consists of me and you. And we're doing our best to try to edit and to do this stuff, but that's not our strength. Mm -hmm. Like we do our best and it comes out the way that it does. So if you're listening to the podcast, like, man, I don't listen to it because it's not edited right or the sound quality or whatever it is, like we're doing it, but we're doing our best and what we know. And that's not our strength. And we don't have another individual that specializes in that. We were talking about how we needed that that other individual that just specifically specializes in editing and whatever that is. Right. But because we don't have that person, we are kind of stuck at where we're stuck at because it's not only your weakness, but it's my weakness as well, but we're still continuing to do it. Exactly. And that's why community is important to be able to have that person that has that skill set that you don't so that it can complete the circle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like, um, I feel like as I feel like one person can't fulfill a purpose, if that makes sense. I feel like everybody, so someone, you're always going to have to, you know, no matter if they know the same skills as you or don't, you have to find someone that can help you fulfill the purpose, not only for your life, but, you know, for their life as well. And like, I feel like, um, you know, like even with Jesus, like he never really walked alone. He had to have disciples. He had to let have people to fulfill a purpose, even if it were, even if it was his worst enemy, like Judas. He had yeah. to have Judas to fulfill. So like, even Jesus didn't walk by himself. You know, he had people around him. So it's a matter of we have to surround ourselves with people, and not just us individually, but like just people in general. We have to surround ourselves with people that we know that will not only help us, but stay persistent with you or you know, being with you no matter ups or downs, you know what I'm saying, to fulfill that purpose. So, you know, it's it's kind of like, um, you know, I started uh, listening to Secret Success podcast, okay. like you told me to. I'm, I think I'm on episode, I got done with two episodes, I'm on three, but it was either one or two. He said, we have to, like, go for small wins. Okay. Go for small wins. So, like, I was feel like. CJ or ET? It was CJ. It was okay, CJ. Yeah, it was yeah, CJ. yeah, yeah. It was okay. CJ. Okay. He said, he said, go for small wins because once we go for those small wins, we can keep up that momentum for those small wins and eventually we'll, we'll get to that exact place that we need to be. So I feel like, now, like, one of the small wins for not only our lives, but like for the listeners is that you can try to find a community or kind of find somebody that is willing to stick there for you and to help you along. As you're walking through this journey, because like I always, like we always say, like you can go so far by yourself, but with somebody, you know, pushing, you can go even farther. So it's not it's like I feel like a lot of people, like I said, I feel like a lot of people are consumed by that pride. It was like, man, I got to do this by myself. Like, I don't need nobody to help me. I don't need this or that. But it's like you will be so you will never really see like things you can may see things grow but you will never see what it was really meant to grow if you're still like consumed like i gotta do this by myself if that makes sense it makes sense man i want to add on something else to it what what just came to mind i think that not only are people consumed with pride on doing things they feel that they have to do it themselves but another thing is i think that sometimes people look at uh, certain videos and the quality and the podcast and whatever it is 
and they think it's one person that's doing it. Yeah. Because they hear one person or they hear two people, they don't understand that it's a whole team around it. Oh, yeah. And so just say, for instance, like when you see these videos that are amazing, but you see this one person is speaking and this person speaking the whole time. And you're like, well, I only seen them do it. So apparently, um, apparently they set up their camera. It was able to do that. Then they went in and edited themselves. Like, no, that that one person that you see, it's probably sometimes it's, it's 10, 12 other people that's behind the scene that's doing the editing, that's doing this, that's adding the sounds, that's looking up stuff to be able to make it better. And that person that, that's speaking usually has nothing to do but speak. And that's what makes it so great is because everyone is playing a small part and a small role in making uh, the completion of the project. Because if it was just that one person that spoke and did the did the his own recording, did his own uh, editing and did all that, then the quality wouldn't be as good as it could ultimately be with that whole team of people. So I think that people um, have to understand that it's not an individual thing, but it's a group collected thing. And if you see one person that's being recorded, it's so many more people behind the scenes that you will probably never even know their names, but they're committed to doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, a football team. Like it don't matter how great the quarterback may be. He cannot get to the touchdown by himself. If Correct. that makes sense. He always Correct. got, even if you don't know, like all the blockers, like they're all doing their individual part. They're all doing what they have to do to, in order for them to succeed. So it's kind of like the same way you may see like us speak, yeah. but like if we had a team, like it's not just us speaking, like we got people editing, we got people, you know, setting up different things. Like we got all these different stuff. It's not, it's like, it's always, uh, if you always see one person know that there's probably about five people behind his back. At least, yeah, yeah, at least yeah. five people, or even if it's just three or two, but there's always somebody behind his back doing something for him to get to where he mean to be. Like, for example, Eric, Eric Thomas, like um, E.T., when he speaks, like his video quality is just A1, like yeah. him speaking. But I don't think he's the best editor out there. You know what I'm saying? Or the, I, don't, like, I don't think he can edit <laughs> yeah, at all. He can edit honest, it, yeah. like, he'll probably admit that. Like, I'm pretty sure he's never edited exactly. like, one of his videos. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and, you know, as you mentioned, like, that we were, you know, earlier you were talking about within his podcast, you've seen the growth of his podcast and like his team start taking on different roles and different responsibilities. And he has a person that's a part of his crew that's been a part of his crew for a while now. I think her name is Nikki and she is a beast. Yeah. I think she has something called like she uh does a company that she has. I think it's called Beast Mode Digital. But she that. goes in and she, she does that specifically for Eric Thomas and they go to other other people that want the counseling and all that type of stuff. Okay. I'm pretty sure like her work is like tremendous. It's outstanding. Like you probably got to have a little bit of bread to be able to afford her. Yeah. But she <laughs> works for Eric Thomas. So it's like all oh, these videos are edited by her. Like when you've been seeing the, his album, uh, the prescription, prescription, they've been making videos. They've been making a different video for each song. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's, she plays a major role within it. And I'm pretty sure it's not just her. She has a team that helps her collectively to be able to do it. And then that team goes together to do that to where Eric Thomas doesn't even have to focus on editing or what the video is going to look like. A lot of times he don't even see it. Mm -hmm. He just like, you know, he just do it. He just get recorded, allow them to take care of the rest. And he not worried about nothing but speaking. So now his full focus and attention is based off his, uh, his strongest skill set, So he can give his, he can give, like he like to say, 120% in what he's doing. Exactly. But until we decide until we decide that we can't do it on our own and we decide to get a team, we will never really be able to be at our absolute best and at our peak until 
we can start to give up things that we're not good at and learn to give those to other people that that's their strongest suit. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So it's just a matter of, like, just, you know, like you said before, we have to, like, I feel like once you get that certain person, like, we can stay full, like, full attentive to what we were called to be, you know, because we're all called for something. It's like, it's like if somebody calls you on your phone, I'm not, I can't be the one to answer your phone. Like, Correct. you got to answer your call. So, like, we all have some type of call that we need to answer personally. We can't be trying to answer different people's calls because that's just too much stress. So, it's just a matter of making sure that we just do what you were called to do, but also make sure that you're not doing it by yourself, if that makes sense. Because it's like, it's like different works of art just being put together in one simple masterpiece. So, it's just a matter of, what are you willing to do with what you have? So, man, but um, I think we've we've talked to the people enough about that subject. There, we, you know, we don't want to lose the the couple listeners that we have. Oh yeah, oh man, they beating a dead horse. The horse <laughs> already dead. They just no. you know it's overkill. They should you know it should go to jail for life. No. For that. <laughs> so right. let's not let's not overkill. Yeah, I feel, you know, I feel it's, you. All right, it's dead. We or drop it. But man, let's. Uh, Let's get into next, man. Um, I guess let's just talk about, I guess, creating routines and creating new routines and habits and that type of stuff. Uh, you know, since we have a lot of extra free time, like mm-hmm. most people have a lot of extra free time now. So I told I told my wife the other day probably a week or two ago and i was just talking about like weight loss or whatever it is i was like um you know during this time that people have a lot more time and people in the house it's gonna either be people that have a lot of food in the house they're gonna be doing a a lot of extra snacking and doing all that because they're bored they don't have anything else to do and just say that they weigh 160 pounds and when this thing is over they're gonna be like 260 280 Mm -hmm. or whatever and then you know, they're going to be like, man, how did this happen? You know, and they just like let themselves go and they just decide to do this over time. And then you're going to have the people that that don't have a lot of food and they're going to lose weight, not because they wanted to, but because they really didn't have a choice. Exactly. And then you're going to have the people that are going to be the ones that actually decide that they're not going to do one or the other. They're going to decide to create um, the environment, the atmosphere, the life that they want to be able to create since they have the time. Now they can almost like structure their time because just say that uh, you got fired and you're unemployed now. So basically you got you got eight to 12 extra hours. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to leave. You don't have to do any of that. So now all that is extra time. So it's like you have people that are going to decide to do something with that time or people that's going to decide to be like, well, I'm not working. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh, watch TVs and move. Let me watch uh, TV shows and movies and all that, which during this time, that's fine. I mean, you can watch TV and movies and all that stuff, but don't allow it to take up those hours that used to be work. Yeah. Uh, so I say that those are the three different kinds of people that are going to be the ones that go towards a direction and letting themselves go ones that don't really have a choice because they have limited resources and they're they're being forced to do something and then the ones that are in the middle that actually get to decide what they want to do exactly 
So, like, I feel like for creating a routine, like, like I always say, like, if you don't like the environment you're in, make it an environment worth thriving in. So, like, what I mean by that is, you know, we have all this time. And, of course, we're in an environment that we don't want to, like, no, who wants to be stuck in a house, like, 24-7? I mean, obviously, we're not stuck in it 24-7, but the majority, like, we got all this time. So, it's like, okay, I got all this time. I can either keep on feeding in the same stuff I've been doing. And I know it was it's not was something I wanted or I can try this new routine that can help me. Like, for example, for me, like personally, like I feel like I always kept her. I'm not going to say like, I guess like when you when you pointed me out about me being self-developed, like I'm not going to lie, like starting it like it's always going to be hard starting a routine. But it's just a matter of because staying consistent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's new, but it's like it's something worth staying consistent in. So like the more like I stay consistent, not saying I'm perfect, but I'm starting to see like. I'm starting to see like this thing that I thought was hard is actually the thing that is helping me grow and develop me and, you know, maturing me in a way. So like, you know, listening to podcasts now, reading a book, like not going to lie, like I don't want to read a book all the time, but like, and I'm not a big reader, but the thing is, me neither. Yeah, nowhere near a big reader at all, man. I think I got to listen to audio all day, read It's like, it's like (laughs) pulling teeth or something. Yeah, exactly. But like, I feel like, even though I don't want to do it, I know I have to get it done. If you can, if you, if you can put in your mind like I don't want to do it, but at the same time I have to get this done. If you can say I have to get this done, then you know with the routine, like of course it's not going to be perfect, but put in baby steps to you know develop that routine to stay persistent until like it's just a, it's not even a routine. It's just you know it just it's just meant to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yep. just doing it every single day. It just comes natural. So like we're staying in the routine just. Find that what do you want? I feel like what do you want to create? What X? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? And after you figure out those two, I feel like that's when you can start to say that, okay, this is how I'm going to enter into this routine. And you know, it's not going to feel comfortable, but it's a necessary. So that's kind of what I have. So man, uh, I think with that uh, notes wise or whatever, I think that I uh, I actually um, wrote down some notes that I got from uh, the internet. So I was just, I happened to look through my, my Google news feeds and it's always giving me different stuff. And once it realizes that I search for motivation a lot. So it started giving me now recently, it started giving me like five different motivational, oh, yeah. uh, like ethics or different types of things I can implement and all that. I'm like, Oh man, I didn't even ask for it, but oh, it's, yeah. it's, you know, smartphones is understanding who we are and trying to develop, uh, develop a, a better understanding of us and so well, we don't have to really search for stuff but i found this thing oh, called that's what you, okay yeah yeah so i sent it to a couple people already it's called uh 13 self uh, self-development exercises um and i'll start from the top one is uh do one extra percent every day two monitor your self-talk three learn to say no four check in with yourself Five, identify trigger moments. Six, listen to audio books and podcasts. Seven, read a book every day for 20 minutes. Eight, write things down. Nine, talk to your loved ones. Ten, ask for feedback. Eleven, schedule daily uh, creative time, 15 to 30 minutes. Twelve, meditate for five minutes. Thirteen, spend 15 to 30 minutes on self-reflection and when i looked at this it was kind of overwhelming i'm like man that seems like yeah, a lot to do yeah i was like dang it seems overwhelming when you yeah. look at it and i think the overwhelming part of it is that 
you see all these a number one through 13 with something to do for each one. But if you think about it, if we like break it down, the do one extra 1% extra every day, it's just doing that just means do just a little bit more than, uh, you know, today than you did yesterday. So just say uh, yesterday you made up your bed. So today make up your bed and put your pillows up together on there as well. So that's like 1% extra. It's not, it doesn't require much more. So like just doing the, like something extra, even if it's not like a lot, just doing that little extra thing. For sure. Yeah, just, yeah. just, just small thing, barely. Okay. So it's like, and then like number two, monitor your self-talk. It's like a lot of times our self-talk is only really bad is when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So monitoring that and like how the way you're talking to yourself on the inside. So it's like making sure that the stuff that's coming uh, negative, making sure that you're shutting it down and trying to make it something different, you know, and learn to say no. I think this is going towards, I can relate to this because I was a yes man, like for everything. I I still kind of am. It's like, can you do this? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Like you never say no. And in the process of that, when you think of now you think about yourself having to do it and you're frustrated and you're like, I should have said no, I should have said no. But then you never said so. It's just right off the bat. If it's something you know, you think about it, and you're like, let me get back to you on that or 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 no. And um, check in with yourself. Check in with yourself is more like throughout the day. Sometimes we can get so used to allowing the day to just go by itself that we forget to check on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So just checking in at least once, identifying uh, trigger moments, things that like upset you or make you angry or do that like making sure that uh, you don't allow them to get out of hand, but kind of figuring those out and um, listen to audiobooks and podcasts. That's, that's pretty easy. Cause like it's easy to find, especially podcasts. It's easy to find a podcast that you're interested in. Cause we all have different interests. So oh, it's yeah, like, all right, sure. search, search anything. a podcast. Yeah. Search something that you're interested in and then put podcasts behind it. So like murder podcasts or, self-development podcast spiritual podcast and it'll it'll search it for you you know and they'll give you this list of different ones and audiobooks pretty much the same thing you have certain people that you like or whatever and they probably have had books and stuff that they've written so that's easy to find uh read a book um read a book every day for 20 minutes i've been trying to do that i'm not gonna lie and say i've been doing it every day yeah but when i do do it i try to make sure that it's at least 20 minutes so and then like write write things down it says that our mind kind of grows and evolves better when we write things down. So a lot of times we get in the habit of saying stuff and not writing it down. So it's easy to forget. It's like, oh, man, what's that one thing I told yeah, exactly. I told you about last year? You're like it was last year. You're that's not going to remember saying, it. Man. Yeah. So I always write it down. Talk to your loved ones. I mean, that's that's pretty easy. Oh, I yeah, mean, sure. you got people that live in your house. And even if your person lives alone, I mean, it's pretty easy to call your mom, your dad, brother, sister whoever it is just to check in and see how they're doing. So yeah, it says, uh, ask for feedback. Uh, so the people that's around you, ask them, how are you doing in certain areas or whatever? Cause usually after you do like self-reflection, you're going to know, like your know some of your weaknesses. And if you don't just be like, what do you think of me? Like go to whoever and ask them, you know, what can you change? What can you fix? What can you apply to your life? Schedule daily creative time, 15 to 30 minutes. It's just, I guess that is taking time to yourself to be able to be creative 
in the best way you know how Make and just taking time yourself to do that and so you know word you know how. Yeah. yeah and not be overwhelmed with just uh doing tasks just doing mundane tasks and the meditate for five minutes they're just pretty much closing your eyes uh trying not to think about too much anything but reflecting on your life usually you can spend time with god or you could uh reflect on your day or whatever it is uh so that's uh just five minutes of that and i know meditation can be hard but five minutes i'm pretty sure you can develop the habit of getting to five minutes oh for sure and 15 minutes 15 to 30 minutes on self-reflection that is just evaluating i think that's something that you want to do kind of towards the end of your day where you evaluate how your day went like uh what kind of mistakes you made what kind of errors you made Mm -hmm. if you spent the whole day like wasting it how can i do better you know the next day and that's when like that writing stuff down part helps out like after you reflect it's like all right these are the things that I didn't do today. Let me see if I can be more productive tomorrow. Exactly. So that's just um, something that I wanted to share. Uh, 13 self-development exercises that you can, you know, use within your life. So, uh, Derek, do you have anything to uh, talk to the people about uh, or routines or whatever? Well, we're or trying, something that you've done that can be helpful for them? Yeah. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned, and um, this is something that, you know, I started to say to myself is don't start when you wake up, don't starve yourself. Not necessarily talking about eating, but I'm talking about don't go through your day without taking in something that can overall that can overall better you, if that makes sense. Like, okay. I feel like a lot of us, like we we walk through our day basically starving ourselves. Like we're not trying to find ways to get better. We're not trying to find ways to do this, do that. And we're starving ourselves more and more till we get to the point to where we start to enter into emotions that make us feel like, okay, I can't do this. I can't get through that. But once you like, once you take in certain things, like not starve your mind or whatever it might be, just take in little things day by day. You don't have to, you know, you can take, you don't have to do all these things. Like in one day you go, you can, whatever it helps you like develop that one thing that can, that you know, that is going to, you know, better you in some way. Like, don't walk, like I said, don't walk as if you're starving yourself, but be willing to take in some things that will help you to keep on going through these days. So when not only, you know, for bettering yourself, but when you come against opposition, adversity, whatever it might be, like, you will know how to, like, deal with these things because I already got these things in me that I already know, like, can help me fight these battles. So just basically just don't starve yourself. So the word kind of mentioned that we've said it before, but I want to take the word even deeper on that when it says that man shall not eat. You know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So not even I want to take that every part that, you know, that comes out the mouth of the Lord away and just put that as man shall not eat by bread alone. So Mm -hmm. that's just showing you like we can't just survive off of just eating food. We have to also survive off of, you know, things that's going to like help develop us because we still have a brain that needs to be developed. And Mm -hmm. that brain doesn't have like physical food that it eats. So that brain has like knowledge and information and stuff that it listens to. And that's its food. So when you don't read a book or listen to an audio or a podcast or write down, take notes or whatever, you're starving, you know, your brain. And Mm -hmm. that's the food that it needs to be able to survive. Because what happens is that's how a lot of time you, uh, I don't know if you've seen people or, or met people that are like really far behind. They're still stuck on, like back in the days or they haven't developed or they don't know about 
things that are current or just whatever it is, etc. There was just like examples, but when you starve your 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 brain and your mind or whatever, you are not allowing it to grow. It's just like as as babies, we grow up, we, we start off by drinking milk, we start eating food and all that stuff helps us to grow into an adult eventually. And the more we eat, the more we grow. Mm-hmm. So that's what our physical body. So without like our mental, our mind, our brains, like we have to feed that the same way. But that's just with information, though. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I think about the um, when you were talking about uh, starve. Yeah, about starving yourself. So you shouldn't starve yourself uh, mentally as well. So food and information, it's going to be the, the things that. They help feed everything, feed exactly. our bodies and our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, I feel like days to where like like I said, it's cool to like you know, it's cool to do um, you know, do things that you enjoy. But like I feel like days to where like I didn't feed myself. Like okay, let's say for example, I go through a whole day with without reading my Bible. Like that's just one example. Like I just feel empty if that makes sense. I I feel like man, and like if I don't like do that. I feel like the rest of my day is like, I guess I'm, I have a starved mind, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it just, I feel so empty and I didn't really take in that thing. And like, if you don't constantly like feed yourself, you're going to keep on feeling so empty and so weak and um, it's just so drained in general. So like, it's just a matter of like, don't only like have good days every now and then make sure like you have those good days to where like you're feeding yourself, you're, you're trying to better yourself, no matter if it's the 13 steps thing, trying to connect with God, trying to better yourself, like no matter what it is, like make sure that you're doing this stuff, like, you know, trying to find something, at least something every single day. So like you will continue to continue to be strong and continue to uh, continue just to know your worth. I mean, I think that for the most part, a reason why a lot of a lot of us as people that we you know, we don't have a routine and we don't do certain things is because uh, we've been conditioned to try to do everything perfect or yeah. to think things are supposed to be perfect. So in the process of thinking that things are supposed to be perfect, we don't even try. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, afraid to fail. So we don't even try. So yeah. it's just like we have to get to a point where we understand that it's not about being perfect. It's about, you know, perfection comes over time. Mm-hmm. We have to focus on just growth, you know, and just doing something. It's like, like, like that first one said, doing 1% extra a day. It's just doing something that, that, that's going in towards the right direction. Like any movement, any type of movement, whether it's going one mile per hour, two, three, whatever, any movement is movement and it's going Mm-hmm. But no movement is just being still. And a lot of times we can find ourselves being still for a long time. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we're like, what happened to life? You know, mm-hmm. it's 20 years and I'm still here. It's like, yeah, you haven't had any movement. Exactly. Like you, you've gotten older. You, um, you've been going to work every day. You've been doing this, but you're stuck in like the same predicament because you didn't even take you know, 1% exactly. to, to do every day, you know, and, and of course you could have been, you know, 10, 20, 30% in a couple of years, but mm-hmm. because you took none, you know, you're still stuck in the same place for 10, 15, 20 years. Exactly. So it's, it's like that one thing that we said before, it's like, it would be a shame to grow up, but not grow up. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Like we, I feel like a lot of people was growing up. And like you said, I feel like we try to focus on perfection, but I feel like the more that you focus on growth, then there will be room to perfect the things that you're trying to grow. If that makes sense. Instead oh, yeah. of just focus on, I'm trying to get perfection. So how can I do perfection? This and that and that. And we just neglect the process. We neglect the journey. We neglect what we have to go through. And so like, like I said, it's like one thing. Um, I think I said this before. I think it's, it's, it's one thing to go through something, but then there's another thing to grow through something. When we simply go through something, it's like, okay, we went through it, but what did we take? Right. You know what I'm saying? But when we grow through something, it's like, okay, we took this and that. So now I can be prepared for this next level and that level and that level. So we have to make sure that we only not just go, but grow. And you know what I'm saying? So like you said before, it's like, we have to make sure that we just, we stay persistent and not neglect the process and the growth. So, man, let's change subjects again. I uh, thought about, you know, because obviously we're both both on social media. Yeah. Prob- you know, we're checking in on others and doing that type of stuff. But, man, what I, I noticed, man, is I don't know if it's just, just me, but what I noticed is everybody's posting these cool quotes on this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It's not really real. It's like, you know, like people are behind some type of phone, computer screen, iPad, tablet, whatever it is. And it looks good to be like, oh, I'm a person that's sharing this. I'm a person that's doing that. But what I found is a lot of people post stuff based off of like the life that they want to live or they say stuff. It's like so people can see them in a certain way. But mm-hmm. it's like then you, you see that. And you're like, all right, but this person clearly, like, they clearly know how to post. They know how to do this, but they don't, they don't take any advice or they don't, you know, try to reach out to others for help Yeah. or, or whatever. I guess we've gotten to a point in life where I guess, is it just easier to just like post stuff and hoping that because you post it, it's going to, uh transform your life because you post it and not actually like work on it or seek help and advice mm-hmm. and that type of stuff so um you know i kind of got a story yeah, not a story yeah. i got something i can get into that's uh relatable that's towards it and it was just like you know it's obviously always a conversation i have with my wife you know we were talking about just i told her we were talking about how people, how we all have different like damages and stuff that we have as, as adults that we suffer from childhood. Mm-hmm. And it's like some type of, like everyone has like different type of damages. You got people that were like molested, people that parents weren't around, people that uh, had to go from home to home, people that were in foster care system, whatever it may be. If I missed out on something, sorry, I just gave a couple of examples. Yeah. But we were saying that uh, we were talking about somebody that we knew and how now they have to, to move. They don't have to move. They decided to move. And what they said was they were moving to kind of get their life, their life together because of the, the trauma that they had suffered from their childhood. And I was telling her, I was like, just being real, that person is not going to to fix anything by moving. I was like, in actuality, this person suffered this stuff. This person's probably in their, you know, mid, 
mid to late 20s and they suffered this like 20 years ago. Not saying that, oh, it happened 20 years ago. Get over it. I'm not saying that. That's very insensitive. But what I'm saying is it took you 20 years to figure out that this was the case. And now you figured it out. And the answer you're trying to, to give it is I should move. I said that this person isn't going to get the help that they need by moving. Their problem isn't going to stay here. If they go to another state, their problem travels with them. Said so until that person goes to get some therapy or some counseling to be able to resolve the problem, then it's going to travel with them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is whatever you're going through, you have to get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. You can't run away from a problem. The problem lives with you. Exactly. You have to get the help to fix that problem because if the problem is not fixed it's going to travel with you move is not going to help it mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so like i feel like i mean when also we said the past thing like i feel like a lot of people are trying to look to the future but they're still stuck in the cage of a past so it's like they're looking in the future but it's like they're in bondage of the past like that's how it kind of feels like so like what you said like in order to really i guess kind of expounding by what you said like you know, problems are never going to go away. But what we can do for those problems to start to be solved is by knowing that there is some type of solution. But of course, like like you said, moving is not going to fix a problem. Problems are going to keep on traveling with you. But what are you also willing to take to fight those problems that are taking that are traveling with you, if that makes sense? So like getting that help or trying to find ways to be like, it just goes back to that better yourself or trying to get, actually get help. Like it's important to get help. Don't ever think that you don't need, don't here's, here's, here's what it is. Don't ever think that your problems is too big that it can't be solved. That's why I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like, and when they feel like their problems are too big, they feel as if they can't get help instead of trying to seek the help that they need, if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, it makes perfect sense. And sometimes I think that some problems actually can go away, and I think that most problems, you actually just have to suppress them. Oh, yeah, what for sure. Is, the suppressing part of them is you would rather something to be suppressed and you live with it, but you have power and control over it when it comes out and when oh, it yeah. doesn't, compared to it taking over and running your life. And uh, so another example also would be like... Um, Love giving different examples, man, so people can really get into it. It's yeah. like just say like a, a girl that says like she wants she wants a good guy. She wants a guy that um that has like a good job, a guy that uh, opens the door for a guy that does this, that, and the other. And she's saying it, it's like, oh, that sounds good. You know what you're saying that. But then again, she continues to go to the Something that's not meant for her. Yeah, she keeps on going to these places. She keeps on going through the... She's basically settling for the opposite that she says she wanted. Yeah, she keeps going to the places to attract the complete opposite. It's like, all right, you're going going, uh, to the hood on the block. Yeah. You know, them dudes out there selling drugs and doing this, that, and the other, they gangbanging, or you going to the club. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, these dudes out there looking for girls. They're doing this. They're doing that. But you're saying like... And someone says like, hey... Why don't you go do this? Or why, why don't you go to church? Or why don't you go to like, uh, you know, wine sipping? Or why don't you go this? And they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. That stuff's boring. Mm-hmm. Well, 
why do you say you want this? Exactly. But you keep going there. It's like you can't find the perfect ideal guy and doing what you want to do and expect him to be there. Like the guy that loves the Lord, the guy that has a good job, this, that, and that, I'm going to find him in a club. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may be able to find that. I'm not going to say it's Bro. impossible, but, but that's it's probably closest to impossible than it is to possible. Exactly. So what I say is just switching up things. Like you may not like doing certain things, but mm-hmm. you're going to have to do these things to kind of get to where, to kind of, to kind of attract what you want by changing your circumstance and your environment. I'm not just talking about women, but men, men in general as well. An example would be for men is to like do the same thing. You can't keep going to these same places looking for this ideal woman. And this ideal woman is not going to be here because they don't hang out in these type of places. They mm-hmm. hang out in more sophisticated places or, and that. So that's just an example of just like relationships and what you're looking for, uh, is it a song or a saying and say looking for love in all the wrong places? It's like you you want this, but you're looking for it in the opposite that might place. Be a song, yeah, yeah. So it's just like me coming. So like you live right here, mm-hmm. and but I'm looking for you on the other part of town. I'm yeah. like Derek, what's going on, yeah, Derek? Exactly. What's going on? <laughs> and you're like, man, I'm in Laverne. And mm-hmm. I'm looking for mm-hmm. you in Hermitage. Right. Like I'm not gonna find you in Hermitage because you you're clearly in Laverne. So mm-hmm. I have to if I want to find you, I gotta come to Laverne to find you. So yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's better. Basically, what I got is like turn away. You have to turn away from some things to turn to some things. If that makes sense, like you have to turn away from these things that you know is not good for you. Something that you were used to forever. Like it's it. Some I feel like growth always require require some type of sacrifice like like i definitely feel that like you want to grow here but you're still you still got this that you're holding on to that you're trying to bring with you you can't take a lot of you can't take the things that you've been through to grow you can't take everything with you when you're trying to grow if that makes sense like you can't take these things that you used to do or in order for grow you got to it requires sacrifice. It does, man. You know, another example would be just say like somebody wants to cook or something. Mm-hmm. They want to learn how to cook, but they keep going out to eat every night. Exactly. Like, I wish I knew how to cook. It's like, well, stop going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I know. I just wish I knew how. It's like, don't ignore the fact of that you're doing something that's preventing you from learning something. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, I like that. So, man. I like that. Yeah, man. So like if it's something that, that you want, it's like. Don't mm. do something to prevent you from from getting it, but, and then make excuses about it, and allow the excuses to, you know, to outweigh the actual thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, man. That's definitely true. It's like, that's just that's just the overall like, you know, don't like that. Just goes back to what we used to say as well. Like, don't settle for good enough when God called you for greatness. You know, right. why why settle for? this when there's something so much better and so much attainable that that you need to get to so like of course it's going to be hard to get rid of what you're used to but if you want to get used to something new and better for what's in store you have to throw it away you have to throw it away and you know man that's uh let's change subjects again yeah. man, to kind of get on something else try to give people as many topics and subjects you know Definitely. that we can get in but man, I was um I was on LinkedIn, I think today. Or it was today or yesterday. And I just happened to go to one of the one of the people that I'm connected with and look look at their page. 
And it's crazy. I've, I've never really done that. I've looked at people's pages before, but I kind of glanced at it, but I've never really like looked at it in detail. Yeah. And I kind of looked at this this lady's, uh, her page in detail, and it was just talking about all her accolades and her resume and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, she has a lot of stuff on there, and, you know, but she's connected to me on, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it's funny how, I noticed that when I had a LinkedIn, I've been having a LinkedIn since I was in, you know, college. Yeah. And, you know, we were told to do this. That was the thing that we should do. And, you know, obviously in college, you don't really know how to set up the LinkedIn and to do that, to be professional. And you realize that the only people that you're going to be connected to is the people that will request the people that know you. So, like, obviously your classmates and that's like, oh, y'all all created, uh, you know, and the not Indies, but LinkedIn's. So y'all are connected with each other, but you realize over time as you, you kind of develop your page and develop your resume and the things that you've done, this type of stuff. And you start getting people that attract, attach themselves to you because they're like, Oh, I like this. And they, they, you know, they connect with you. And you know, what I, I realized is I had all these important people that, well, that, at least appeared to be important on uh, LinkedIn. And before you know it, I had over 300 and something connections. And I had these connections for a long time. And I was like, I've never connected with none of these individuals. But because these individuals seen the resume that I have, and I'm not just talking about a work resume, but the resume within my page. So because I had this certain resume, they thought it would be cool to be connected to me because of that not actually knowing if I was the person that I said I was within the uh, the actual LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So what do you feel about, about that, about people having these, uh, these resumes that are extremely nice, that, that really elevate them to the highest level to make people really want to attach themselves to them? Yeah. I feel like with that, it's kind of like a curtain if that makes sense. Okay. Like people are putting up a curtain like and they're decorating that curtain really nice. Like like for that example, like let's say for example that curtain was just so colorful and beautiful. Okay. Like, okay, people looking at it like, okay, let me let me see what it's all about. Okay. But then on the other side of that curtain is like a completely different person. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just completely different. So I feel like with resumes, like it gives you the opportunity to how should I put it? Like like I said, I feel like a lot of people it's not really even them. It's like going back to how I used to say, like I used to wear a mask. Like I wanted people to see this, but really I was this. So like with resumes, like if you know, like honest, just, I feel like you should just be 100% truthful and honest with like whatever resume you have and be willing to live up to that resume. Don't just put these resumes up to keep on. And when you get people to message you, you don't even try to message them back or like, you know, you're not being, you know, genuine. Yeah, you're not being genuine. That's that's the exact same thing. I feel like people are trying to be a genuine for attention. Like people want attention, but they didn't want the help or they didn't want to like make a connection or they didn't want to make a community that all they cared about was like that attention. So, like, I feel like you have to make sure like whatever you're you're decorating and coloring on the outside of your resume mm-hmm. you're also living by that on the inside as a person as well man what i think one of the most worst sayings is man is uh, we've probably talked about it several times but i like i said i hate the saying fake it till you make it yeah but because of that fake it till you make it now it's like all right now people are allowed to do that stuff and what happens is is i guess i'm not gonna pretend like i know what 
I obviously know what a resume is and what it's used for, but I think that it's it's kind of it's crazy now that you have to have a resume that looks almost so perfect that that's the only way that people will acknowledge you by mm-hmm. the perfection of your resume. And it's like I get that it's so many people and so many people to decipher through and this, but I think that it's it's sad that you know it's it's people that are probably way more qualified that have an okay resume than the people that have the amazing resume. And what happens is, is because that resume is so amazing because now, you know, you got resume builders and stuff. You can literally go pay somebody a couple hundred dollars, right? And make you look like, Oh dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. You can pay people to like, make you look like the best in the world. Like if you give somebody $200, it's a professional resume builder, man, they'll make you look like perfection. And, you'll get all types of jobs because of that. And I can attest to that for the fact that um, I never got a professional resume builder to do mines. Like I didn't pay for it. Mm -hmm. Obviously when you go to college and stuff, you got career advisors and uh, what happens is you start to go over your resume before you leave and they try to help you to kind of build it. So what I did was I took that advice. They actually helped me to build my resume and kind of gave me an idea of, what the resume should look like. So they basically took my simple resume and made it an amazing resume, but it was saying the same stuff, but in a better way. Oh, okay. So it basically taught me how to use bigger and fancier words for saying the simpler things that I was already saying. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, I went from no one seeing my resumes and uh, seeing the views when I was applying for jobs to now everyone out there that seen my resume was trying to get me to do stuff I wasn't even qualified for right. because like this res- this resume is so amazing and I could have been a complete fraud but they wouldn't have known that because my resume, resume. spoke so well mm-hmm. so I don't know a way that that we can kind of get around that you know uh, you know frauds getting into positions that they're not supposed to be in and people that actually deserve this stuff not being able to have the resources or the money or the finance or whatever to be able to get to where they need to go to. And uh, that's why I kind of think what kind of messes up the world a lot is you got too many uh, of the wrong people in the, in positions that they, they shouldn't be in. They're exactly. not saying that those people don't deserve to be anywhere. They just deserve to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's not the position that they, they got. Exactly. So I feel like your resume shows you who you appear to be, but then your worth ethnic shows who you actually are yeah so like let's just say for example like i made a resume trying to now i never did no manager type stuff ever in my life so let's say for example instead of for me applying to cracker as a server i apply as a manager yeah and um i make this resume look also fancy i say the right things and i get the job but then when i actually do my worst ethnic people will start to see well didn't you say this on your resume and that and that will cause even more problems and i'm eventually fired and i'm back at right right at square one you know what i'm saying so it's just a matter of like like i said your resume shows you who you appear to be but your worst ethnic behind it will show you who you actually are so like it goes back to making sure that you live like not only for the appearance but for who you actually are inside you know, in developing a strong work ethic is um, is is very important. So, an example of speaking of that. So, I seen a movie the other day. Uh, I think it was called Second Chances. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez was in it. So, what happened was, so what was crazy was, 
she, I think in the movie, she was a high school dropout or whatever, but she had became assistant manager at this grocery store. So what happened was she had worked her butt off. Like she, she had a strong work ethic. And in the process of having that strong work ethic, every time a position came available for her to move up, like store manager, or whatever, they were always go towards the person that had more education or this, that, and the other. But remind you, she's been there like 15 years. So mm -hmm. she knew the product. She knew the people. She knew what they were looking for every year, the sales that went up and all that. But she kept getting uh, overlooked because apparently her credentials or her resume wasn't strong enough to be able to be seen. So they brought in a guy that had gone to like an Ivy League school. He has this impressive resume and this, that, and the other. And he wasn't better than her. She was like, obviously, you want to trust the person that's there. Like if a person has been somewhere for 15 years and they've been working their butt off, they know it. You don't bring in an outside source to be able to say that they can do a better job because they have more uh, education. But <clears throat> within the, the movie, you know, it was a birthday. She went home and she she prayed for to have a better position. So what happens is her godson was actually in one of the Ivy League schools. So he knew how to go in. He said she was struggling, this, that, and the other. So he went in online, created her an impeccable resume. Remind you, she didn't ask for it. She didn't yeah. even know. He said she went to an Ivy League school. He put, you know, references and everything that connected to him. So when they called, he would be the one to answer and verify it and, you know, made her look like she was the best of the best. And she ended up getting a call from a company she didn't even apply for. But because that resume was so strong, they 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 sought out of her to be able to bring her in because that resume was what it was. But remind you, she didn't go to she didn't go to Harvard or Ivy League school and this, that, and the other. But on the resume, it showed that that's who she was. So they brought her in, paid her more money than she ever could have thought of, like two, three times the rate she was uh she was making. They gave her her own personal apartment, a shopping cart, everything. Yeah. But what happens is they brought her in. And because <clears throat> her work ethic was so strong that she lived up to it. Mm -hmm. But then a guy that was in there kind of kind of figured something wasn't right. And he was like, there's no way, you know, he didn't figure she was educated enough. She was smart. She could do all of it. And he figured her out. But the whole time she really didn't want to do it. But because her godson had put it out there, she had to go forth with it because she had quit a job that was treated yeah. wrong and this, that and the other. But. I guess what I'm trying to say is like you got you got people that have to that have to go out there and and put out a fake resume to make themselves seem seem a lot better, not better than who they are because they have a work ethic to match it. But because they don't have the education or their resume isn't as important as someone that went to a nicer school, that has nicer connections and stuff, they will never have the same opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, that was that's definitely so I really don't have nothing to say about that because like I was trying to take that in. That's that's definitely true. Like I feel like a lot of people like they already have that certain background, but then there's other people that like they really gonna have to put their worth ethnic to work and you know, they're gonna have to put down fake things that will eventually get there and now they just have to live up to that expectation. Yeah. So that makes sense. And for them it's not as hard to live up to it, but it's just like it's sad that for someone that's qualified to mm -hmm. do something has to pretend to be something else to show you that they're qualified. But the person that's not qualified to do something is going to do the same exact thing. And it's like, it, it's just crazy how that is. It's like, and it all, 
and it all goes to like it's almost getting to a point where it's all really about I don't know. I don't want to say it's all about money because someone can get a resume done without the money. I guess they could find somebody that's close to them and knows how to do it. And they can probably do it, you know, for free or whatever. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, man, I think that that's just crazy. Like the world we live in and trying to get uh, certain things. And obviously, you know, you, you always hear the saying of, you know, if you work hard enough, you'll be able to get it. You'll be able to do this. But sometimes, you know, you get to a point where you've worked your butt off for something and it doesn't come and they say if you want something you got to take it forcefully like i think it, it's slowly but surely you know changing like they used to say when i went to culinary school i had a lot of chefs that said that when they wanted certain to get into certain places like when they wanted to work at certain restaurants and stuff they would knock on the back door and they would do this stuff they would go say i'll wash dishes for free i'll take out the trash i'll do this to be able to get into there man like that stuff ain't, ain't working these days yeah, exactly. so it's like as we evolve and we change, we have to be more creative in going about doing things. And and it, it sucks because now it's like it that that's hard to be creative on trying to get into the, the doors or something. And people are still doing it and they're getting the opportunity to do stuff like Inky was talking about how he got the opportunity to meet Oprah and he had to drive somewhere. He had to do this. But like those chances like slim to none. He got very lucky in being able to meet her and to do that. And he kind of created his own opportunity by doing that. But for the most part, you know, how do you feel? Do you think what are the odds of, you know, the, the average person getting that done and that just happening every single time? I feel like um, it may not happen every single time, but it's just a matter of, I guess, it's putting in that worst technique to where you can expect to say, like, maybe this is the day this happened or this is the day. I guess, like, basically what I'm saying is it, obviously it's not going to happen every single time, but you got to, it's like, you got to work hard. Like, it's like football. Like, obviously I wasn't the best player, but I had always worked and worked, worked had a worst technique to say, okay, I'm expected, like, somehow, somewhere they're going to call my name. So that's kind of the same, like, of course, like it's going to be hard and every time when you work, it's going to be hard work and you're not going to have it. You're not going to have opportunity to come every single time, but you have to be ready for it because you never know if that makes sense. That makes sense, man. But it seems like we're, we're running out of time here. You know, we got. Oh, just dang. Like, oh, yeah, man, I, didn't I looked at the time and yeah, we're, <laughs> we're almost out of time, man. But uh, is there anything else you want to leave? Leave for the people before we you know end the podcast? Um, Just basically what we were talking about, just. Always finding the time to better yourself and don't starve yourself when you have to take in something that can help you grow. Man, I just want to end it out with with a prayer for the people. Yeah. And I pray that um, every uh, listener that's listening to this, every individual that's listening to this, I pray that whatever it is that you're searching for, you're hoping for, you're mm -hmm. wishing for, I pray that you get it. I pray that uh, God sends you the right people. I pray that he gives you... Uh, he gives you the right mindset. He helps you to grow, to seek him, to go after his plan and not your own. And I pray that uh, for continual growth within your life, I pray for um, just just happiness, bliss, everything that you possibly could be Definitely. praying for, hoping for, wishing for anything that you could imagine for. I hope all of it is possible and it uh, comes true. Amen. Um, Definitely. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to end it there. Definitely. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.